Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Somebody Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen. But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the I-team digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5. Just say thank you, Riverdale gods, for listening to my <laughs> prayers. They are the only prayers that I do. And that was <laughs> to have more sex in this season. Good gravy and a half. That scene was great. And it was long. And I do have to say it. Yes, I'm referring to Betty and Archie finally banging it out. Bang it, bang it, bang it out. That was a great scene. I love new 25-year-old sex moves. Uh, much better than 17-year-old sex moves because icky, icky. But also, they knew what they were doing. Oh, they were there. Oh, we're just cleaning up after bashing some heads of people that we should not have just walked into their house of. But that's something that we will get to in just a moment. <laughs> and then... Now they're like, oh, we're just going to be friends. But we can't tell anyone about it. That's, see, this is immediately toxic. That's bad. <laughs> you can just bang as friends. It's a roller coaster of emotions over here. It really is. It's rough. I don't know if you've ever, I have had one of those situations before in friendship of like, okay, but we can't let anyone know. We'll say it does make the sex better. And it will say you will bang <laughs> for much longer. And I know that. I know that commitment. And then someone's going to find out, and then you're going to stop. Or, in this new series of Riverdale, now they will maybe explore new love affairs. And I'm here for it. Or the oldest love affair, right? Because this is literally, I mean, the OG, even before there was Archie and Veronica, there was Betty's crush on Archie, which is why it was satisfying, I think, to see their little crushy, crushy and smoochy smoochy play out like we both agreed that that was one of the best done things of the previous season yes and then they of course you know told their significant others and it got kind of messy and it might have contributed to their not staying in touch and everything's really weird between betty and jughead but what is the voicemail i know what is the voicemail say because he left her a voicemail and also not to liken this to my own life I mean, I'm not to speak for you, but I've left those voicemails before. I've definitely gotten too drunk and left a voicemail that you're just oh, like, yeah. no, 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 no. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah oh, not, no. not, 
Not in 2021, I haven't. It's been a, oh, it's been years. Because <laughs> people don't leave voicemails and we don't drink that way anymore. But no. yes, that feeling. I get, and I guess in the story, even though the story is <laughs> allegedly in 2021, this was something that happened sometime in the past at his book launch. And things have been really weird between them. And honestly, I'll bet that Jughead, I I am kind of living for what an insufferable asshole they have made Jughead because of course he's exactly like that. And I'm sure he got yeah. totally wasted and said a bunch of awful shit on that voicemail. And yeah. once again, it reads very true. And in addition to knowing that you would be so happy for the sex scene between Betty and Archie, they wow. deserve some fun, casual sex with each other. Yes, they do. And I mean... Not that I just condone ultimate fluid ha- bang whoever you want, but I kind of do. <laughs> I do think that especially, like, if I if I can back time, I would go, actually, I guess I did do that in high school. But that was also because I was everyone's dirty little secret for being a fat girl. But what they, <laughs> spoiler alert, usually fat girls are very good at having sex. Um, because they have to prove themselves, but I don't need to talk about that. This isn't therapy. <laughs> Um, and also, that is a misgrossing statement. I think that I, I feel bad now that I said it out loud, but I do kind of feel that way. I think you can stand by it. I stand by it. I think that me, I, you know what I'm saying? It. They all should have been banging this whole time. Yeah. Have sex with each other. Figure things out. Yeah. I no, learned I, I, everything about sex with having sex with my friends. <laughs> so maybe that, maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. I've never really done that. And... I guess I'm now you have me thinking, like, would I change that? And I think that the answer is probably yes, especially in high school, because it's like, who cares? You know, like you got so much really in high school. You just need to learn how to like, you know, you need to learn how to make out. You need to learn how to like treat people well and you need to learn how to treat people well, even after you've made out with them. So I think that practicing that in high school is fine. And then nothing more satisfying than coming back home you know, the friends with Christmas phenomenon and being able to enact, you know, the make it happen. If you always wanted it to happen in high school, there's still a couple of guys from high school that I would absolutely make it happen with if I weren't a married person (laughs) that I never was able to seal that deal. And so it does again of the, of the things of this season that I am liking the whole return to town and bang the person you always had a little tiny, um, smoldering flame for, for is great. And to do it in the shower, which the very shower, BTW, where he banged Veronica, no less. Whoa, you're right. They also banged in the sh- that shower because it is his childhood home. Yeah. So it's a lot of memories that definitely talk about friends with Christmas or friends with mystery. Um, <laughs> mystery... Uh, retirement that brought them back. I guess, well, hopefully, they didn't even bring up Squeaky going missing from the last episode. Not once, right? They didn't bring her up. Squeaky's gone, which someone said that um, they believe that Squeaky is a nod to one of the Manson girls. Very good call. Definitely 100%. You killed it. Um, There's so so much happened in this episode. (laughs) I'm like, I feel bowled over with trying to put it all together because I guess elephant sister in the room, where the (laughs) fuck has Polly been? Good question. And now Polly's just back? Thank you. I was like, I 
I was really struggling and it's so hard with this show because when you and I struggle to remember something, then the listeners are listening and they're like screaming like, no, don't you. And I can't remember what that was last week, but there was something where we had missed it. We couldn't remember it. And somebody was like, they remembered exactly what it was. We couldn't remember. But I'm like legit over here trying to remember what the fuck happened to Polly after the farm. Like, did we even see her? Because the entire focus shifted over to brother not brother and sister yes sister got totally shoved off to the side even though she as betty pointed out in this episode probably needed a lot of emotional support because she had just survived an organ har- organ harvesting cult yeah and you know what you were selfish betty and you weren't dealing with what was going on with your sister and the twins thank you very much and the twins yeah who who got s- stolen by penelope blossom at one point i can't believe any of those people are still alive honestly Remember Penelope ran off, absconded with one of them? Yes. Yes. Right. (laughs) And then Alice had one of them and she couldn't see the other one anymore. Yeah. Now they're also referring to the kids as if they are still tiny, but they're not. I was trying to do the math. It would make them at least 10 at this point, right? I think that they would be at least 10, except that in the world of Riverdale, they were babies for like much more than a year. You know what I mean? Like, I think they were born in the first season and then come season three, which I believe was organ harvesting season, they were still babies. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, Also, I do want to give, I'm going to give random shout outs to, I I can't thank you guys enough for writing in. Also, write in, feel free, like Shan here, and thank you, Shan, write in your frustrations as well, because we have the same ones. Scream at us. Because we've got, we have our own little bug heads out on the scene trying to figure this show out. My (laughs) favorite is that. She brings up this episode. Kevin makes a reference to the show Succession, which makes it feel like it's 2021. However, we can't forget when Cheryl did the lovely ad placement for Bumble in season three, which took place in real world time in 2019. However, if we're going to think about it, the Bumble reference would be have been made in 2012. And Bumble didn't wasn't created until 2014. That's exactly right. So, there are th- a thousand plot holes in how it wasn't in the past <laughs> and that this has obviously been a new occurrence in them trying to figure the show out also the succession reference was so heavy-handed it seemed like they were just doing that to be like it's 2021 meanwhile succession like what they when kevin was like this is just like an episode of succession it wasn't actually like it doesn't even it was at the about it was in the meeting in the principal's office about like budgeting for the school like it was sorry you mean the meeting in the guidance counselor's guidance office counselor's because office. i don't know if you noticed but even principal weatherby was in the guidance counselor's office's room where i was like you work in schools way more than i do do you usually gather in the guidance counselor's room <laughs> with the principal to discuss the budget is the guidance counselor brought into the budget meetings or all all the the, the 25 year olds that run the yes. high school now involved in the budget meeting that's the crucial thing about the budget meetings in schools that you should know is that archie andrews is always there regardless of whether or not he has been they hired to work at the school he's not even supposed to be there has he been fingerprinted has he been background checked 
Also, none of these people could probably work in a school because they've all been involved in multiple murders. Um, but I will say that my little beef, yes, last, sometimes we complain about things on the show and then they fix them the next week. And I like to tell myself that the Riverdale writers listen to our show. And when we are upset, they listen to us. But I was very upset about the lack of detail around the budgetary issues. And this episode had lots of details about exactly what Hiram's plan is. They had explained what unincorporating a town is and what is happening, how Hiram's trying to squeeze out all of the public school Riverdale students and over into the private school. Um, and that actually is a real thing. And so I was very pleased with the municipal details provided in this episode. So thank you, Riverdale writers. And uh, they did do no that. thank you to Hiram Lodge for trying to unincorporate the town of Riverdale and spoiler alert, doing it successfully. They did it. Dissolved the town of Riverdale. Riverdale doesn't exist anymore. But what does 2002's fashion on Polly the sister? What <laughs> was she wearing? She showed up. I was like, okay, what year is it again? Is it 1998? I believe Jeff referred to her at one point as Miss Jeannie in a bottle over here. And I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. Because what a weird I mean, we don't need to go into the stereotypes that Riverdale does and creates and has, but what was that? And it's like, oh, she must be bad. It reminded me of the accident that it was just like, oh, don't you see? Don't you see that she's wearing a Penny Lane-esque jacket? She must be a hooker of sorts. <laughs> and I say hooker on, like, because at this point, even though it is 2021 and we don't use that word anymore, that, and I know that she is not an actual sex worker, doesn't see, she just says, like, it makes me think of Summer Heights High with, she's a naughty girl with a bad habit, a bad habit for drugs. <laughs> it's so overdramatic. That she is doing, she is doing Jingle Jangle. Jingle Jangle is back. Jingle Jangle is back. It's not the other one. It's Jingle Jangle again. It's Jingle Jangle. I and appreciate the that. Sticks. And it is being manufactured in Archie's old childhood home. Again, he gets Betty wearing her FBI outfit, even though she is. We can still refer to her as FBI, not FBI, <laughs> because she's not an agent. And they go in. Kevin has like a bulletproof vest on. They get their other 25-year-old cronies and the sheriff of the town to go in, which, I mean, I know that you didn't watch this episode with Gideon, but I know from watching all the years of NYPD Blue with my father that you cannot just walk into a house. And they were bashing people over the head yeah that was assault sticks yeah yeah i would I, I think i'm gonna have to rewatch this episode with gideon just so that he can get mad about how they dealt with that diy raid and and listen i you can't I support, do that i support vigilante justice i appreciate sure. but don't call it real justice if it's vigilante justice don't get the sheriff of the town involved in your extreme law breaking you can't. And then you just bet. It's like, uh, now's my half now. I don't know why <laughs> my problem is Thanks, KJ baby. Apa. Thank you. It's because I want to do your version of KJ Apa and I can't. So then mine becomes some sort of Cartman type of voice. And I think that way every time I look at Archie, who's now Archie, he's really leaning in on trying to be the Fred Andrews of this town. So he's just desperately running from from 
uh, from uh, plot point to plot point, desperately trying to make all of these things work while Jughead lives underground in the bunker from seven years ago that has electricity. Yeah, it's uh, very For nice. some reason. And he is really grinding his gears to write the most epic retirement speech for Pop Tate that has ever existed. I'm going to give another shout out to how upset uh, Lydia Bess Omen uh, got when you wrote in. I just want to say thank you so much for your pure anger as a writer and at, who was in the Iowa workshop. Oh, who was all whose parents are also, I believe, writers and journalists and screaming about <laughs> as she says, I am an actual Iowa Writers Workshop dropout, and both my parents are writers, journalists, and I was screaming and screaming and screaming about Jughead's excruciatingly cliche, sad writer boy portrayal. Oh, I'm sorry. Is he glugging down whiskey? Is he banging random ladies after his girlfriend left him and oh so very dependent and poor while he types on his typewriter, wrestling with writer's block? Oh, are the bill collectors after him? And Kerouac, ugh, it's a reference to the outsiders. Oh my God. And when the chick goes, I'm getting my master's in English, of course, I scream some more. Also, that is not how literary agents work at all. It was like he was a rock star, and that was very hilarious, with that girl tricking him into sleeping with her and slipping the manuscript. The agent talking about him being a one-hit wonder, all, ooh, I can't get you a job anywhere because you haven't written anything in a year, 25 years old, and already blew his load. Um, the <laughs> anger in the email, I really, really appreciated. And I am, can only imagine how angry you were after this because of what happened. Yeah, but Pop unblocked him. He unblocked him by writing a a retirement speech yeah, for he the was man blocked. at the diner. And then he had to and think about how, you know, he was so, he's too in himself. He's too, he's been too narcissistic. He's been too drunky on his typewriter. He had such success. He used, by the way, he does what Drughead always does when he writes, which is just steal the stories of the people from his life. Oh, you mean Toothy? Veiled. Remember toothy. when he referred to Fang as Toothy? Toothy and, and Popeye. referred to Sweet Pea as Popeye? Toothy and in Popeye. In his novel? For the Vipers. And so... Why can't he think of <laughs> literally anything else outside of Riverdale? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.
Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today i i as a writer i and as i've never like really written fiction but as an aspirational as somebody who's always wanted to write fiction i do think that the blatantness with which jughead doesn't even fucking try to fictionalize his writing is kind i mean he should just call it a memoir just write a memoir jughead you've lived a remarkable life just write a memoir you know but what does he do um, though he sells the retirement speech as a pitch for yeah. a book about small towns dying? That's the thing. Writing is just such a great and easy career to have if you are Jughead. He's blocked. So easy. He's being chased by debt collectors. That's not easy. But then all he has to do is be asked by Archie to write a little speech for Pop. He opens up the empty word document. <laughs> Writers, we've all been there, right? And then he just <laughs> floweth forward. And then he's like, oh, that's my next thing. Because of course it is, because he literally can't really write. He can only tell the admittedly remarkable stories of his life. And so that is what he does. And again, it's exactly what Jughead would do. And so it's annoying, but at least it is consistent with his character. You're right. And now he has to stay in Riverdale. So this season really cemented. Now he has to stay in Riverdale because he has to write another memoir about, I guess, eventually he's going to save Riverdale because it's just been dissolved by Hiram Lodge, who is the mayor of both Still. Riverdale and Sodale. Or does he just own Sodale? I'm not quite Sure. I don't really get the whole Sodale side plot line with Hiram Lodge. But again, the amount that I screamed about <laughs> Victoria, top of the episode, Daddy, I need your help again. By the end of the episode, the cycles are becoming quicker, though. End of the episode. I'm never working with you again, Daddy. <laughs> and one episode, usually it takes a couple. Right. So they're really, they're clipping this along. Yeah. But they are, they want to make sure that you know that she loves Daddy, but she can't work with Daddy anymore. But what the fuck is going on with her marriage? So she married Chadwick yeah. and she didn't tell her parents. And... Chadwick is apparently I'm having my problem is I'm I'm now distorting all of the um things that I watch because <laughs> in between everything I do I work on Twilight and so in my head I'm like, oh, we got another Edward. Oh, we got another <laughs> Edward in the show because that's where my main brain immediately goes because he has someone out front of who with poor Smithers. Poor Smithers has to come in and be like, "Ma'am, there's Paul <laughs> outside that he has been following you," and she's just talking aloud to poor Smithers, the doorman, about things that. Smithers doesn't care about. <laughs> it's nice enough that he told you this, but I don't think that it's Chadwick following her. I think it's Daddy. Or it could be secret, si not secret sister anymore, but sister who was took the rum trade to Miami and is running the rum trade out of there and not out of Riverdale anymore. Very good way to get her out of this season. Also, with all the Zoom calls, very good way to have social distancing. And I can't not notice that anymore in the know. things that are being the shot. Zoom, the Zoom calls are really, really rough. Okay, but here's, to go back to the Smithers conversation where he comes in and he says, there's an unmarked car outside watching you. And she's like, oh, is it? 
daddy or is it my over-possessive husband? And she just kind of like puts that out there, right? Meanwhile, last episode, she's like, my husband won't let me work. And Hermione is like, oh, he's just an alpha male. And now in this episode, he has frozen all of her credit cards. Um, And so I think that they are, slash I hope that they are laying the groundwork for again, vigilante justice, the best kind of justice against who he's clearly abusive. I don't think, I don't know if he's like actually, I don't know what level of abusive he is to Veronica yet that we haven't seen because I, but I think that, I mean, certainly if they're not trying to lay the plot point down that he is abusive and controlling and needs to be like, have his ass kicked by Archie, they should be doing that because everything he's doing is absolutely monstrous he's cut he's controlling her financially he's controlling her career he's whether or not that is his car that he sent like everything we know about him is that he is extremely unhealthily controlling and i want to see an ass kicking of chadwick yes i would like to see him being taken down Will he be taken down by mullet-wearing Reggie? Not quite sure. But again, (laughs) I will watch it. Did you see the mullet? Yeah, Reggie. I swear that mullet was not there last week. Was (laughs) the mullet there last week? Sleazy Reggie working for Hiram is kind of fun. I kind of like it. I'm kind of attracted to it. Is that bad? I think it's because I'm looking for something. My loins are searching. I mean, we had the sex, but I can't be attracted to Jughead like this. He also, I mean... Quarantine's been rough for everybody, but he looks, he's got the puffiness of an actual alcoholic I was going to well. say, I have noticed that too. I don't know whether that is quarantine or makeup or what, but he looks, he doesn't just look like a guy who like, you know, got a little bit bigger over the course of quarantine. He looks, no. he has the look of an alcoholic. Alcoholic. Like, it's, it's, like we both know it's like that yeah, is a yeah. specific look. We know the look, right. It's actually freaking me out a little bit. Yeah. So I hope that he's okay. But again, my loins need something and there's not enough. Uh, there's not enough Hiram anymore. And now that Hermione's gone, you know, working with Andy Cohen. Also, can I just say quick, the conspiracy theory of whatever is happening with Andy Cohen. I don't know if you got the same commercials during your Riverdale, but Andy Cohen is on Nathan's hot dog commercials and they are playing, I have not seen them anywhere else, Ooh. except for during this Riverdale ad. Riverdale, um. if you are reaching out to me, blink twice. <laughs> Hot dogs, me screaming about Andy Cohen, Nathan's hot dogs, I don't know. Riverdale, can you hear me, Riverdale? It's me, Jackie. And I, I don't know. I think I, I, I'm scared. I'm, I feel like I'm getting poltergeisted. I feel like I'm like being reached out by the television and I'm trying to get inside of it by screaming about what I care about, which is Riverdale. Wow. Yeah. Well, I often think that Riverdale hears us. So I think that perhaps we've just kind of become one. There's like a feedback loop going on between us. I, th- I think there has to be. Damn it, Miss Crouton. Miss I Crouton. laughed very, very hard. When, <laughs> Damn it, Miss uh, Crouton. <laughs> she would go to a public school. I was trying to figure out whether he said that because she, Miss Crouton's a really great teacher and they were going to miss her, or if it was like, ah, oh, Miss Crouton would go over to. 
to this crouton. <laughs> um, I laughed and I laughed at that. What do we, we? There's just there was a lot. There was a lot happening. So they're trying to get now. They're trying to tackle the jingle jangle. Yeah, right. right. They're trying to like that is. Archie is now going to be living. It seems like they're setting it up. Archie's going to be living with with Jughead in the house. In the house, they put everything back, but don't worry. They should paint the walls because it's a little, it's a little rough in there. They're going to have to figure some things out. But they pissed off all the ghoulies. We know that that's not going to end well. Yeah, so we know that they're going to come back. Right. So the ghoulies are an enemy now. Enemy to Archie. Um, Jughead has his debt collector enemies. Um, Veronica has her Chadwick husband enemy and maybe Hermosa and also Hiram. And that's right. She became Monica Posh. That's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah. And got rid of all of mommy's Glamourge eggs. Yeah. She sold there. There. The Glamourge eggs are popping in this season. And she sold the Glamourge eggs because husband daddy froze all of the cards and she needed the money. And. Now, also, as weird, creepy benefactress Cheryl Blossom and Tony, who is now a lead in the show, um, I understand and I appreciate the fact that Tony spoke out about the diverse characters in Riverdale and that they needed to have a they needed to have a bigger space in the plot and in the world of Riverdale. I completely agree with her, but controversial opinion. Maybe it's because she's so swollen with a child. It's got to be very difficult, especially during quarantine and during a pandemic. It's got to be very, very stressful. TT is just really not a good actress. It's very rough. It's like, and I'm saying that, and I love Kijipa, and I'm saying that. <laughs> really? See, I, I think it's because I'm, I, I'm so just constantly thinking about how hot. TT is that I'm not really thinking about her acting. And maybe that's my problem is I'm just so busy staring at her like um, a lollipop and that's bad for me and I shouldn't do those things. But I guess and it's also the fact that like they had the school meeting in her office where it's like, okay, well, it's it should be. We all know budget doesn't work that way in the high schools. <laughs> yeah, they have made her kind of the, the I mean, she is literally the serpent queen. Um, and she's a very understated actress, I would say. She's not. She's a little bit. Maybe, honestly, that's what it is. In my brain, the, her acting style isn't as bombastic as everyone else's. It, right. So I feel like it falls flat. Yeah, I think I, I, I do hear that because, right, I actually can't, I don't think I could weigh in with confidence on whether she's a good actor or a bad actor, but right. all the because other characters say I'm a horrible actor, but all the other characters, we often talk about how bad all the other characters are because they are so cartoonish. And then her, like, like, obvi- like Veronica is a cartoon. Betty is a cartoon. I mean, the, all the four mains are all absolutely over the, so over the top. And then Tony is just kind of like, I'm over here being like a realistic and grounded guidance counselor while also being the queen of the serpents. And it is, it's a little bit of a, of a whiplash for sure. It was interesting to go in and fight for Riverdale wearing a gang jacket. (laughs) Queen of the serpents or not, don't wear your gang member's jacket into the budget meeting to try and save the entire town because they failed and now it is dissolved. Riverdale is no more. We're going to have to figure that out. But again, all of the teachers had to leave. Damn it, Miss Crouton. The, uh, The high school. So it's going to seem like Alice Cooper, who is not a teacher there, or is she? Alice Cooper and, like, 
the and the teenagers, I'm sorry, the 25 year olds <laughs> are will be now teaching all of the high school. Yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. Correct. Do 100%. you think that Jughead is going to be brought on as the English teacher? 150 percent. Is Betty going to be brought in as like a science Criminal science teacher. She'll teach forensic science or something. Veronica can teach business. This is what happened. We were talking about this as they were having the conversation because you know what? Full grown adults still hang out in the common space in the high school, (laughs) which very uncomfortable. I think that's weird. Um, I think that they maybe they just can't keep up and they can't rebuild new sets fast enough to be like, oh no, we're not high schoolers anymore. (laughs) But cut to, and what we need to, so they had that very scary jump scare with uh, TBK popping out over the bed towards Betty. Thought that was actually genuinely scary. Yeah. And we have to bring up the man in the garbage truck with the skeleton attached to the front of the truck. Right. Who we think is TBK. Right. Who hunted down Penny Lane drug addict Polly in the streets. And it was crazy. She couldn't get away from the truck because she was running straight and on the road. And she didn't veer from that (laughs) until she definitely could have run into the woods. There were other ways. At least juke. At least do something. Be a crocodile. (laughs) Do something. Move off of the road. But she is going to be taken. And now we know that Betty's going to be fully do you think she's going to put herself out as bait so she can get trapped by TBK again? I right. don't know. And that's what will keep her here, too, because in the beginning of the episode, she was like, oh, I want to reconnect with you, sister. And she was like, well, how long are you going to be here? And she was like, not very long. I have to go back to my FBI, not FBI job. But now she's going to be all sucked in. Yes. And if you think about it, Cheryl is going to be the one that is Riverdale's investor that Cheryl's now going to own the school, yes. and I'm going to assume eventually own Riverdale. Uh-huh. And I I really am sticking hard to this, that she's going to become the big villain at some point. And I think that we are watching the origin story. And I'm going to use the same joke that I used when I watched the um, trailer for Cruella, and that is that I think that she's going to be the joke her. She's going to be the hey. joke her. Get it? Oh, hey. uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a nerd girl. And I'm a nerd girl. And um, so I think that she's going to become bad. What happened with Veronica? Because now she was like, husband, daddy, I'm going to stay here. But she's going to stay there for what? What was it? Do you remember? Well, I don't remember. I remember that she had a job interview about going to L.A., but then... That's right, because she was going to be a general sports agent. That's right. <laughs> In the same way that Archie's mom is a lawyer, she was offered sports agent. And she said, well, that's good. I don't want to be sports agent. What does that mean? I don't, what are you talking about? Also... She worked in a jewelry store. Yeah, she's qualified. After being the she-wolf of Wall Street. Why is she going to be a sports agent? Because she's sassy, Jackie. And sassy yes. ladies get jobs that um, have to do with business. She has yeah. to do with business. Yeah, they're biz- they are business. They are business, and I'm... They're all stuck there now. <laughs> it wasn't a mystery Long overall that brought stuck. them back. 
Everybody's stuck. Kevin is still there. He's going to be kissing on uh, Toothy, and I'm excited <laughs> about that. And hopefully, hopefully, Jughead can come up with some other story outside of just what is happening in Riverdale, because I swear to God, Riverdale, if this ends up again being something that Jughead wrote, I'm breaking up with you. If this is all Jughead writing the story, we are over. And yes, and I don't like ultimatums in a relationship, but I think I have to have it. And I hate to say it because we did end last week's episode on a note of optimism, and I and I want to ride that that fragile wave of optimism, but I do feel that all signs point to rather than coming up with new plot lines as hoped, they're kind of just resurrecting zombie plot lines from previous Riverdale seasons like school closing because of a rival school, like, um, you know, serial killer, like the ghoulies. And so I'm, I might be wrong. I mean, you got to have those threads connecting the last timeline into this one. I'm, but I, I am not convinced that we saw anything fully brand new and innovative in this episode. I mean, I will say that in all of these seasons of Riverdale, there have been many plot lines that have gone missing. So I guess if you want to grab at some of those, I'm here for it. True. But let's see something new. Hopefully, hopefully. Give us at least a new drug. It's yeah. the same drug. New drug. It's time for a new drug. But, well, Polly's back. But you, again, she was being hunted. So I think that she's, I think she's going to be used as bait to get Betty back. Yeah. But then we'll have to start thinking, who's TBK? Yeah. Who's TBK? Another serial killer in Riverdale. I'd say, you know what? Let it be dissolved. It's a rough, <laughs> it's gotten rough. And you know what? Where are the people going to sit to wait for the bus? But that's all that we have this week for you on Riverdale Roundup. I might watch the sex scene a couple more times because we can, because we're adults now, <laughs> and we don't have to feel bad for it anymore. And we love you guys so much, and thank you for joining. And again, page7podcasts at gmail.com if you want to write in any theories or anything ridiculous, because we're here to listen. We're here to listen. We're here to learn from the former teenagers, now 25-year-olds, who are all the staff at the school, a la yes. Save by the Bell, the new class, kind of. Yes! <laughs> we love you guys, and we will be back next week to see what the fuck is gonna happen. Bye! Bye! This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.